This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about structured settlements from Ringler Associates, the first name in structured settlements, helping injured people and their families since 1975. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by Allstate, American General, John Hancock, Liberty Mutual, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, Pacific Life, and Prudential. Now join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen. Well, hello and welcome to Ringler Radio. I'm Larry Cohen, head of Ringler Associates Northeast Operations, and we're certainly glad you could join us today. Well, mediation is becoming more common in workers' compensation cases, and now is being used more than ever. So today on Ringler Radio, we're going to talk about workers' comp mediation, the process of setting up mediation in the workers' compensation environment, and who are the parties involved, and ultimately, what is the role of the structured settlement broker and the mediator. Joining me to help in this discussion is my Ringler colleague and co-host, Teddy Snyder. Teddy's a certified structured settlement consultant in Beverly Hills, California. She's also been an attorney for over 25 years, and a significant part of her work includes attending settlement conferences and mediations in workers' compensation cases. So, Teddy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Larry. Glad to have you. And our special guest today is Judge George Mason. Judge Mason was appointed a workers' compensation judge in 1982, and he retired as presiding judge of the Oakland, California Appeals Board in 2004. Judge Mason's passion for assisting parties in solving their disputes did not stop at retirement because he continues to serve as a mediator and an arbitrator. And uh, that's the reason you're on the show today, Judge. Welcome to Ringler Radio. Well, thank you, Larry. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Terrific. Well, Judge, let's Let's begin by uh, asking you this question. How does mediation help all the parties in a workers' compensation claim? Well, what mediation does in workers' comp, it gives the parties the time to slow down and really concentrate on trying to decide a dispute that they have with the help of a trained facilitator uh, that's called a mediator. Mm -hmm. And that, that is that is that's what it does. And you find that most workers' comp lawyers have maybe 150, 250 open cases, a lot of phone calls, a lot of letters, a lot of things coming at them. This gives them a time to set some time apart and and really work on settling those really sticky cases that they want to close. It, it kind of gives people breathing room, doesn't it, to sit down and look at each other across the table without a lot of interruption and uh, kind of get down to the brass tacks of that case. Is that, I think Correct. that's what you're saying. Yes, and, and the mediator can help them. Uh, we, we do private sessions, at which we call caucus, where mm-hmm. one side is separated from the other. Mm-hmm. The mediator can really help the parties become a little more realistic about their expectations and to appreciate the realistic value of their cases. And that, and that just helps them come around and, and get cases resolved. No, no question. Well, let's, let's talk about, uh, and I know a lot of our audience uh, has known about liability mediations for many, many years. And of course, workers' comp is becoming more prevalent in the mediation arena. How would you say mediation and workers' comp differs from mediation and liability? And, Teddy, I know you've attended so many of each. What, what, what do you sense about that? Well, and this is especially a little bit frustrating to me. In workers' comp, 
um, a case can last literally as long as the injured worker is alive because they can keep their medical open all that time. And so that's very different from liability. Mm-hmm. In liability cases, of course, there's going to be a trial. The case is going to end. There's going to be a win. There's going to be a, a, a loss. Or, in fact, they're going to settle it in a final way so everybody has resolved it and walks away. That's very different from workers' comp. And I would say in my... Um, work, I find that the hardest thing in workers' compensation is getting people to feel a sense of urgency mm-hmm. and to be motivated to close the case. There are many reasons that benefit both the injured worker and the employer side in closing a workers' compensation case. Well, that's so true. And Judge, what do you see as the biggest stumbling block in resolving uh, these workers' compensation claims at mediation? What's been your experience? My experience is that uh, there, there are many times, maybe 50% of the cases where the person with authority is not present at the mediation to go through this. It's a process. Mediation is a process of understanding the, the, the issues, understanding the interests of the other side and trying to figure out a way to solve those those problems, and if you have the person who has the authority to say yay or nay, either the spouse or the claims administrator or the self-insured employer representative, if they're not at the mediation, we're always bringing them up to speed, and sometimes you can't get them to where they should be. So I think that's the biggest stumbling block is that the right people are not present at, at, at the mediation. And then the other problem that I see is that there are times when people, even though they say they're motivated to get the case resolved, they come to the mediation expecting the mediator to convince the other side that the other side is wrong and how they're looking at the issues and that they think the mediator is going to bring the other side around. And and that's just a wrong attitude to, to come to a mediation. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people think that you're on the other guy's side as they sit and talk. Uh, right, yeah, everyone right, Everyone gets yeah. that perspective. Well, what do you think is the best time to set up a mediation in a workers' comp case? Teddy, I mean, you've, you've seen these cases come to fruition, but uh, is it better to try it early, or, or do we need some time before that makes sense? Well, uh, Judge Mason and I have talked about this. I know he has some ideas, too, but... Mm-hmm. Um, My mantra, if you will, Larry, is wait is a four-letter word. There's always, especially in workers' comp, because you you do have that infinite timeline, there's always a reason to wait. Wait for the latest medical report. Wait for the deposition of the doctor who did that report. Wait for something else. There's always something to wait for. And you don't need to wait. Even if you think you want to wait until um, the injured worker is what we call permanent and stationary. They've, their condition has leveled off. I've seen cases where after 24 years, the worker was not considered permanent and stationary. Mm-hmm. There, There is always the ability to talk about settlement. I think almost anywhere along the line, I, I understand right after the person has been injured, you want to kind of see what's shaking out. But Um, I see cases that have gone on a very long time, and I know Judge Mason has too, when the parties have said, well, we're not ready, we're not ready, we're not ready. You can be ready. Mm -hmm. And and Judge, how do you you get those people to recognize that they're ready? Well, what what I see is that 
there, there, there comes a time in, in many of these workers' compensation cases where each side really, they really know that they need to get a case resolved. And if I have two motivated parties ready to come to mediation, usually that case, that case will settle. Mm-hmm. Now, most of mediations, they come when the discovery is, is closed after the mandatory settlement conference or where they at least have some medical that will give them a basis for determining the level of disability need for medical treatment. That is normally when people schedule a mediation. I've had mediations where they didn't have a permanent stationary report, but the applicant wanted out of the system. The defendant was interested in getting a case closed because the medical was very, very high, or there were always disputes about what the utilization review uh, examiner thought applicants should have and what the treating doctor thought the the applicant needed. And they were motivated to get the case resolved. We we would come to a mediation and we and we get it resolved. I've had cases resolved after a findings and award, after a future medical award parties wanted closure. They yes. want it out and they get to a mediation, they work it out. Yes. And I don't, I think any time is a good time if the parties are motivated. I think that's, that's absolutely right. Uh, and judge, just for our audience to be able to discern the difference between the two, how, how would you describe uh, a mediation as opposed to an informal settlement conference? What are the differences between those two uh, devices? Okay. The, the informal settlement conference is a situation where two lawyers, they usually get together, they bring their file, they sit down either at, 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 either at, the, at their workers' compensation appeals board or at one of the attorney's offices, and they try to negotiate a settlement. After they come up with their figures, they call their respective clients and see if they get their clients to buy into the settlement proposal. Now that that's what happens at the informal settlement conferences. No facilitator, no mediator, no one to help them stay on track. Now in a mediation, you have a mediator to help the parties stay on track. You have a mediator there to keep down personality conflicts. There are times when mediator when the the attorneys will call me and say, Judge. I don't think my client should be in a room with that claims examiner more than five minutes because I'm afraid they may try to jump across the table, uh, or it will it will it will it will the 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 tension will be so high that we'll never get this case settled. So I can mm-hmm. control those things, get them separated. I can go between the two parties with proposals and get cases settled that the lawyers would not be able to resolve without, without help. So that, that's a real difference. You have a mediator to help work out proposals, help get parties to be more realistic, and to, to, to help develop proposals that will, that will solve the needs and interests of the two sides. Well, you, you, you know, you've, uh, you've raised a very important issue there, and I think the, the the role of the mediator, the intermediary, just to keep the personalities uh, and some of the conflicts that developed along the way. I know, Teddy, you you know that in the process of trying to settle a case, uh, you know, disputes arise between parties, lawyers end up disliking each other, and so the, the possibility of them sitting down just without any intermediary uh, sometimes is very difficult. 
that's why the role of the mediator is becoming recognized as important no more qu- and more. No question. And, and let's talk about who should be there. Who typically will attend the, the workers' compensation mediator? And who should be there, in your opinion, that uh, sometimes doesn't show up? I think you mentioned before, uh, Judge, the, the authority-level uh, individual, the person with the money, obviously needs to yeah. be there. Who, who should be there uh, to make up the, uh, the roundtable? I, I think that clearly you need the two attorneys. You, you do Actually, you need the applicant, and sometimes the applicant will have a, an advisor who is, is quite strong in helping the, the worker make a decision. So that advisor should be present. You should have somebody from the insurance company or somebody from the self-insured employer there that has real authority, not somebody that has to call someone else, try to convince them that this is what should be paid, but somebody who can say yay or nay, it gets settled for this figure or it doesn't get settled for this figure. That, that's what, if you have those four elements, usually 90%, 95% of the time, if everyone is motivated, a case gets settled in some way. Well, you know, what about physical information that you need? Uh, do you expect to see uh, mediation briefs from each side? Uh, do, you, do you ever uh, not want to see that? Uh, you want to come in cold or do you want to have a lot of information before you walk in the room? I always, always request a mediation brief. And it doesn't have to be long. I'd say one to three pages. And I, I give the parties an opportunity to say, I want this to be confidential. So there's sometimes when lawyers will say, I don't want the other side to see this. And I don't let the other side see it. I, I open up myself for uh, communications that are, that are ex-party. When, when I was judging, I could not talk to one side without the other being there. In a mediation, I can talk to one side, and they may say to me, Judge, I have a problem with my client. I've been trying to tell the client that this is what the case is worth. They can't see it. Uh, I may need some help from you at the mediation. So I know that. I have a heads up. That, that that is that is a problem, and it helps to know where the problems are. And I have other times when when uh, the attorney will say, "My client is quite volatile. You need to keep things under control, and you need to separate us as quickly as possible." If I know that, I I will do that. No, and no I also question. ask for documents. If there's a real dispute over which medical report is more substantial or if this document or that document is going to be persuasive to the judge, I ask them to send those documents to me so that I can read them and I can at least help the parties analyze because these, the lawyers are advocates. They are supposed to believe in their position, but sometimes they're not they're advocates, but they're not being very realistic. And I think the mediator helps them become more realistic. Well, so that's, that's what I want. No, no question about that. But I, I think in your particular case, the fact that you've been a judge in this process and, and on the appeals board and all of that, I mean, I think your perspective on what, is, uh, what evidence is pre- that, that's presented is going to be uh, 
most persuasive, I think, is is invaluable to the to, to the mediation process that you you've uh, entertained. Would would you agree with that? And Teddy, have have you found that to be true? Uh, when the judge speaks, people tend to listen. Well, I think that's always true uh, in mediation. That mediators are uh, afforded authority. Um, certainly, someone of Judge Mason's credentials will always get that kind of respect. Terrific. Well, let's take a quick yeah. break right now, and uh, we'll come back in a minute right here on Ringler Radio with Judge George Mason and Ringler's own Teddy Snyder. We'll be right back. This is Ringler Radio from Ringler Associates, the leader in the structured settlements profession nationwide. Did you know that Ringler is involved in a third of all structured settlement cases in the country? Ringler Associates works with all the parties in a lawsuit settlement to find the best possible financial solution for the people involved. There's a Ringler Associate in all the major cities of the U.S. No one has more experience than a Ringler Associate. Check out our new website at www.ringlerassociates.com for the best information for claimants, legal professionals, and claims personnel and to find the Ringler Associate nearest you. When it's your interest at stake in a lawsuit settlement, you want only the best financial plan. You can count on Ringler Associates to structure a customized plan that meets the needs of you and your family for the future. Visit ringlerassociates.com to learn more. Did you know you can download Ringler Radio to your iPod and listen on the run? Just go to iTunes and subscribe. It's free. Welcome back to Ringler Radio. Glad you could join us. I'm Larry Cohen, your host. And today I'm joined by my Ringler colleague, Teddy Snyder, and the Honorable George Mason in Oakland, California. But Teddy, uh, you've uh, done as many of these workers' compensation uh, mediations, I think, as anyone in, in, in our company. Uh, what's the role of the structured settlement broker at mediation, and has it evolved uh, over the years, in your opinion? Well, I would say, and this is true pretty much in any kind of mediation, the most important job of the structured broker is to help bridge the gap between the offer and demand and, and get the parties to settle. Um, what we see very frequently in workers' comp, and, and I think we will be seeing it more and more in liability, but right now it's ubiquitous in workers' comp, is Medicare set-asides. And, and yes. our listeners can find a number of programs on Ringler Radio that discuss uh, Medicare set-asides, MSAs. The main thing is that when there is an MSA in a case, it almost always costs less to structure it. So what that does is it frees up money which can be used for unrestricted purposes. It can be cash for the claimant. It can be um, non-Medicare eligible expenses. It can pay for attorney's fees, and it can get a, it can create cash so a case can settle, which wouldn't otherwise settle. The other thing, and this goes to what you said about evolving, I think especially in the past people called us just for the negotiation of the claim. But what I've been doing is encouraging people to call us to help evaluate the claim. And workers' comp is uniquely suited for the type of present value calculation that the structured settlement brokers uniquely 
uh, able to do. So we can take any future stream of payments, the indemnity, the Medicare-eligible expenses, um, if Medicare isn't an issue, just whatever the expenses have historically been, and we can find out what it would actually cost in the marketplace today to replicate a stream of payments. And we can share this information on an objective basis. We can just give it to the mediator, however the mediator directs. And that they say knowledge is power. That kind of information can help parties come together. And I, I think we've said this before, Larry, but gosh, this is good litigation management because there's no charge for the structured settlement to go, structured settlement broker, to appear at the mediation. There's absolutely no charge to any of the parties because we're compensated by the life companies we work with. We're kind of a no-cost value-added, as uh, we've said many times. And, you know, the one of the big things in a lot of the bigger cases are these life care plans that get presented. And uh, I think, Teddy, as you know, uh, by, by putting some of these life care plans into a, into a matrix uh, and figuring out what a structured settlement annuity would do to match that, uh, the, the, sometimes the cost of that seemingly, uh, you know, unresolvable life care plan becomes a lot more manageable. Depending on the uh, age of the person and certain other issues which uh, impact the rate of return that we get, the savings can be dramatic. No question. Well, Judge, uh, you know, some some of our listeners might be wondering, how does the mediator get paid in all this? Uh, What's typically the way that that works? In workers' compensation case, the mediator is usually paid by by the defendant, and I would say 90, 95% of the cases, there are the small percentage of cases where you may have a serious and willful misconduct uh, of the employer claim, or there may be a third-party credit issue. Uh, many times in those situations, the parties will agree to split the mediator's fee uh, 50% by the plaintiff, 50% by the by the defendant. But most of the cases uh, are paid by the defendant. That's interesting. And uh, do you find your own circumstance that uh, even though the case may not settle at the mediation uh, meeting of that day, do you still stay involved and follow up uh, over time to get it resolved? I do. I I I had I had a case recently where we had two sessions of of mediation. We got close, um, but this was a, a a very very serious injury. The worker really was not able to let it go and and just couldn't come to resolution. And then I I contacted the parties asking asking if the case had gone to trial. They said no. I asked them if they would just come back, give me one last last try at it, and they came back. And after the third session, we got it settled. So I try to I try to stay involved, particularly if it looks like it's a case that should or can be settled. But there's a an issue either the carrier needs more time to to process it, or the injured worker needs more time to process this letting go of this claim that they've had. Interesting. And uh, I'm going to give you a chance to, you know, give yourself a, a commercial. Uh, in, in, in light of the fact that mediation that wasn't so commonly seen in workers' comp years and years ago is now becoming more and more prevalent, uh, tell us why you think that is and, 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 again, the value of mediation to try to resolve these cases. Okay. I, I think that one of the, the reasons that people are now looking more to mediation is that 
in the past, uh, when when I was judging, we'd have a mandatory settlement conference. I'd have six, maybe eight cases on. I could spend some time with the parties to get them to come around uh, to get over their issues and get a case resolved. Now, judges have 15, sometimes 20 cases on their calendar. They have very little time to spend with any one person. And if the judge has to set it for a full-day or multi-day trial, Mm -hmm. uh, it can be three months, six months before you get your trial date. If a person calls a mediator and says, I want to set this thing for a mediation, most mediators can get the parties in in 30 days. Most lawyers, because of their calendars, have a problem scheduling anything like in 30 days, but Mm -hmm. the mediators are available. And there are several mediators uh, around the state who are are available to mediate these cases. So I think that's, that's the major reason that it's now becoming more popular. And Teddy, give me, give us your final thoughts on uh, on the value of mediation and workers' comp, and uh, again, some of your insight. Well, I've always taken the position of there's two steps: evaluation and negotiation. The mediator, hopefully with the help of the structured settlement broker, can help in both those steps mm-hmm. to bring the parties together and hopefully come out with a win-win resolution. No question. Well, this has been a very informative show. I'm, I'm thankful for both of you for be, to be here. And, uh, Judge, if someone wanted to contact you, how would they do that? Uh, I, I have a scheduling number, which is area code 510-685-8599. Mm-hmm. And um, you can contact me at masonmediation at gmail.com. Terrific. So either way, you can send me an email, you can call, and I can schedule the case within within 30 days if if you have an emergency. I had a, a case recently that was set before a judge in San Francisco for a trial. Mm-hmm. They called, the parties called me and said that they, they had a trial in two weeks and they wanted to get in. I got them in on a Wednesday. We sat down, spent six hours. We got the case resolved. They took the settlement into the judge on Friday, and she approved it, and that case was over. So that that can happen mm-hmm. in a mediation where it just cannot happen uh, anywhere else. Terrific and terrific. And, Teddy, uh, if someone wanted to reach you, how would they do that? Um, we have a toll-free number, 888-734-734. 10 you can reach me through our website ringlerassociates.com you can even reach me through teddysnyder.com my email is tsnyder at ringlerassociates.com terrific terrific and i want to let our audience know that any ringler associate can be reached on ringlerassociates.com uh, we're all over the country and i'm i'm sure you'll uh, find the uh, website fascinating as well it's been redesigned it's got a lot of great information about subjects uh, of every type. And in case you're a first-time listener, you should know that every Ringler radio show, and there have been hundreds of them, can be downloaded from our website, ringlerassociates.com, or from legaltalknetwork.com, or ringlerradio.com, or you can go to iTunes, where you can uh, download uh, onto your iPod or your iPhone and uh, put those headphones in and listen as you walk through the park there in Oakland. Right, Judge? It's a great, great day for that. Right. So listen, thanks for listening, everyone. Teddy, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks. 
And Judge Mason, uh, thank you for your participation. It was uh, excellent. Thank you. My pleasure. And for the rest of you out there, go have a great day. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio. With over a million listeners, Ringler Associates, the first name in structured settlements. Visit ringlerassociates.com today. Today.